Welcome. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Marketing Mind. On this show, I have conversations with my friends in marketing. These experts are the best in their fields, and we dive deeper into what makes their careers and how they got there. My name is John Ellis. I am a marketing professional. I have been in digital marketing for close to 20 years now, and in that time, I've met a lot of great people and great experts. You can find me on Twitter every day discussing marketing, joining the conversation, or just ask me a digital marketing question. If I can't help you, I know an expert who can. So find me on Twitter at John W. Ellis. We use these episodes to get to know these marketing pros. How did they get to this point in their career? What was the path? Oftentimes, we're seeing left turns from where their career started. Today, I looked inside the marketing mind of... I'm Ginny Marvin. I'm the editor-in-chief at Search Engine Land and Marketing Land and MarTech Today. Ginny's a leader in this digital marketing space. And you can't be really a lead contributor to the speaking or writing circuit without knowing her name. In a sense, in some ways, you have to go through her for many many of those things, whether it's speaking gigs or writing gigs that are out there. Now, Jenny's actively involved in many of the digital marketing conferences that Third Door Media puts out. She has a hand in many channels with them and many outlets. So I started there with our conversation, sort of asking about her main gig. Where does she spend her day job, if you will? Yes. So my my main job primarily focuses around managing the team of editors that is writing on the sites every day. And then I also have my own beat, so to speak, uh, covering paid search and um, and advertising trends. And that can be, you know, analytics and how we measure our campaign uh, performance. That's kind of my my focus for my own writing your team's pretty it's a it's an all remote team or mostly remote team yes all remote so third door media it's actually really it's it's fantastic so it's a um i call it a remote native (laughs) company so it was born as a remote company and um has run like that ever since and so the other times when i've worked in-house or in an agency and you've got some people working remotely or they're working remotely a couple times a week that can absolutely work benefit of being everyone remote all the time is there's not the well, I thought Susan was coming in today, but yeah. you know, it's like yeah. we all know that we're not in this, not in one place. So uh, it's been it's been great. It's been great, and then we yeah. see each other at conferences. So. Right. Yeah. When I my first remote experience was a very long time ago. Uh, I was living in Boston, and my husband and I decided to move to Maine, and. So I went into work and I told my boss, I said, we're moving to Maine. He said, so you're quitting? And I said, well, let me you tell, give you a you proposal. T- you, you t- you t- yeah, you tell me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, well, let me, let me put something together for you. And uh, so I proposed a, I, I was, I went down to the office one or two days a week. Um, and, you know, it was sort of this, like light bulb moment for uh for a lot of people to see that it can actually work but that said back in those days i'm really dating myself i would have um i have to ask there was no when is we're talking yeah roughly i think i think we're roughly roughly the same age so yeah so it was probably uh 
actually, it was probably 2001. <laughs> I was going to say, does it start with a two at least? <laughs> yes, yeah. I was thinking it didn't, but now I'm realizing I'm pretty sure it was 2001, yes. Um, and so, yeah, but I, you know, it was pre-cloud. And so I would have uh, those... I was trying to think of them, those big, thick discs. <laughs> and, oh, jeez. And, and I was doing marketing. I had quark files, um, you know, and I'd throw those on the uh, on those big discs and then carry them back and forth to Boston. And <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it worked. And so I have been a believer in uh, flexible work ever since. So... I mean, I've probably been working just as long as you have because I think we're roughly the same age, but I haven't been doing – I didn't start doing remote to 20, 2006, 2007. But I can't imagine – like you were saying, the old disc weight. I guess you were just – you're take, <laughs> taking, a tr- taking a train in, from what, Maine to yep. Boston? Yep. Yeah. Wow. I either, yeah. Draw, or take the take the bus. Yep. And there's – uh, I think I you know. were an innovator. I think yeah. you, may, you may have created <laughs> at-home work. <laughs> I know. Well, I, the one thing that is kind of funny. So we didn't – I, there were cell phones, but no one would, you would never think of using your cell phone for work back no, then. No, right, right. And, um, so I made a point. I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this work from home thing, I need to make sure that I stay at my desk and I'm not tempted to do laundry or whatever. So I purposely got a phone with a cord on it. It was a long cord, <laughs> but I was like, this will <laughs> give me some, you know, discipline to start with. So. <laughs> Was that what was that role you were doing? Was it mar- marketing? Yeah, I was doing marketing. I was working um, back then in magazine publishing, and so I was doing marketing for ad sales. And uh, so you know, coming out with um, media kits and all the sales copy for uh, whatever issue the you know whatever the issue was of the next month was going to be focusing on uh rate cards all that kind of stuff sales proposals and things like that so yeah like what were your career plans in college was this kind of what you thought obviously you this what we're doing now wasn't really around so we didn't we didn't plan this (laughs) no i did not plan this um no i thought i wanted to be a book editor uh in college i was an english major and had been working i was went to college in new york city and talked to one of my professors who said, you know what? Everyone needs an agent. You should be a literary agent. (laughs) So I went into the career office at school and looked for internships in literary agencies and found one working for a children's book publisher down by in the UN building. So I would go down there a couple times a week and read through the, what's called the slush pile, basically the unsolicited manuscripts that come in. And so I worked there for probably two, I guess it was two years, my junior and senior year in college. And then I thought, all right, well, I could do an agency stuff or I could work, you know, in a publishing house as as an editor. So that was sort of where I was thinking. And then I ended up doing this program, a summer, basically intensive publishing course that was the first half was books. And then the second half was magazine publishing. And I was like, all right, this is it. This is, I love the pace of this. Things are happening faster. I'm not, you know, it's not going to take two years to get something published. Um, you know, so I loved the, I loved the pace of it. And I also was really 
it was the first time I used Excel, which also <laughs> is really dating me and sounds crazy. But, um, you know, we were doing circulation budgets and conversion rates, you know, the, for the blow-in cards, those, you know, subscriber cards in magazines and direct mail. So it was my early start in uh, looking at, you know, conversion rates and sales copy, really great early training for paid search you know, writing ads that grab attention and work. And and then obviously, like on the metric side, starting to, to think that through. So it does feel like because I've, I've talked to several people doing this podcast. And, and for instance, the last person I talked to, they started out as a chemical engineer. And now they're doing paid media. It does feel like with you, though, it just feels like a natural path from from book, yeah. book editor to now you're an actual editor now. <laughs> I know. I, it, it is funny. So I used to work with the editorial team um, as a marketer and never thought that I'd be on that this side of things. But it is it is kind of interesting how that's all kind of come together full circle. Yeah. So after, after I did the magazine thing for a while and then worked for a magazine startup and then that didn't get funded and I thought all right you know what I've got to <laughs> I got to switch gears here um I still love marketing but I'm pretty sure I need to go digital if long term career here so I basically just said all right where 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 in marketing and on digital do I want to go and then kind of just started teaching myself about search marketing and just started sending out letters to get any sort of anyone to respond to me. (laughs) I knew no one in search, nothing at all. And so finally, a woman in town, Portland, had a fledgling agency and I (laughs) came in and said, I'll do whatever you want. And she said, well, she said, I wasn't going to respond to you because you're a marketing director, you know, you're way overqualified for this. And I said, I absolutely know nothing about this. So let's, I'm willing to take uh, steps back to go forward. And I feel like that's, the, I'm at that point in my career where I need to pivot. And if it means uh, pivoting down to, to get much higher in the long run, I'm willing to do that. So that's what I did. And I started in... SEO primarily. And then the ads guy, the PPC guy went on vacation. And so Uh-oh. I needed to kind of fill in. And it was like, it was like my magazine moment. It, of- just, re- it just reminds me of like, I'm, I'm a sports guy. You know, the quarterback gets injured and all of a sudden this new guy comes in and that, that, that guy that was injured never comes back in again. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the Tom Brady story. <laughs> I yeah. Well, I, I am not going to say I was Tom Brady of PBC in any <laughs> way, shape, or form, but, um, but it was like that magazine moment of, oh my gosh, I love the pace of this. I love the, you know, pretty instant, uh, impact. You can see what happens as soon as you start launching ads. I love all the metrics about it. So I kind of kept my hand in, uh, on the organic side, but really, you know, pivoted much more towards uh, PPC and and doing the ad side. So, but that does like because I was wondering, do you consider yourself more of a a, a journalist more than a marketer uh, or a marketer? Um, I no, I still I still consider myself a marketer, which is probably sounds odd. Um, 
but I feel like, you know, the, the passion that I bring to the writing about this is because I have a passion for marketing. And so because I came at it from that avenue, I didn't come at it from I'm a journalist who got put on a marketing beat. I was a marketer who, um, friend of mine who works at Third Door, and she and I had been working off and on together, Monica Wright, um, in, in digital and search for years. I was doing consulting at the time, and she called up and said, you know, search engine land is looking for somebody to write about paid search. Would you want to? You know, back then, um, Danny Sullivan and Matt McGee were, uh, were around, and I said, you look, this is a, this is sort of a leap of faith for everyone involved. And so let's give it a shot. Um, but I'm not expecting any sort of commitment on your end and don't expect any on my end in terms of how this is going to play out. But it, it, it clicked. The group is so great. Uh, you know, the people I get to interact with, you know, from speakers to writers to, uh, just people in the industry, you know, it just opens up that whole new perspective. And so I, you know, kind of just jumped right into it. And then, so when I started, it was in 2013. I started in maybe February, I want to say, just kind of writing a couple pieces here and there. And then Enhanced Campaigns hit in was either March, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, I've just kind of thrown in to the biggest change that ever happened in right. paid search and was the person writing about it. So it was a... A interesting time to get into this, um, but but anyway. So this is a very long way of saying that I still, first and foremost, think of myself as a marketer who now writes about and researches um, marketing trends. So, well, if you were, I mean, if, if sort of enhanced was your first sort of major, I guess, story, <laughs> you probably yeah. also got the experience, the passion. Of, of paid search people and like myself, uh, yes. like myself, yes, and the outrage, yes. outrage on Twitter and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, it was really, really. It was great though. I mean, it was a really interesting time because it was, you know, it was such a dramatic change. There were, and I had lots of opinions as well on it. But yeah, and I remember the one of the PR folks at Google. I was talking to. I don't know, maybe six or eight months later and meeting in New York with him. And he said, so what, where did you come from? (laughs) (laughs) He said, I remember reading your, uh, enhanced campaigns piece. And I was like, who is this person? Like you had not really written for the site before. And so (laughs) he said, you know, but you, you got it, which was, I don't know. Yeah. We, and we had had early briefings with, the Google folks for got announced. Um, but then it's up to you. So you can get all the briefings you want, but then you have to come back and say, you know, do your thinking of like, what's the actual, what's actually happening here? And is it, um, you know, is it all sunshine and rainbows or, you know, what's it going to mean for the, average advertiser? What's it going to mean for, you know, kind of broader 
thinking about the broader trends and that was you know they never said it's about mobile but it was about mobile um and so kind of being able to distill the the bigger picture out of things is um the fun and challenging part of the of the job yeah and it feels like one of the ongoing i guess discussions from what is the role of us in the future of google like mm-hmm. does, does Google does Google even are they trying to phase us out or do they still want us? I don't know the answer. I just feel like that's always the discussion. It's like Yeah, I I think it's a bit of both. So I you know, they are always gonna need the advanced level marketers that are that push everything forward. Um but there are companies that have limited resources, limited budgets, who are never going to engage somebody to run their ads. So you've got a business owner who wants to be, wants to have visibility on Google and has 15 minutes a week, maybe, right, to get something up and going. How does Google make that as simple as possible? That's one challenge. Then there are the folks who do engage consultants or agencies and unfortunately, as you and I know, there's really great work happening in this industry, and then there is not right. great work happening in this agent in this industry. And so that's a problem for Google. The not great work happening that clients get burned or companies get burned. I, I can understand the incentives on um, on, the, on Google's end for wanting to push automation forward to help with scenarios like that. The challenge, obviously, for the more advanced practitioners is, you know, that that balance between control and and letting the machines do what machines are going to do. But I, you know, that said, you know, I think we're entering this phase now where the mind-numbing work of keyword research. <laughs> I'm not talking about, you know, the the seed seed research that's interesting and, and fun to do. I'm talking about the old school days of having to right. um just absolutely kill yourself over every iteration <laughs> of a word. I'm not sad to see those days over. That was a waste of time and money for everyone involved. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, so if we can get that busy work off our plates and focus on strategy, focus on creative, focus on landing pages. The other, the other challenge that the folks working in the, in the industry, the challenge is how good is the, how good is the machine learning? You know, really understanding how much data do I need to have? How do I ensure that I'm not making changes that are going to mess up where, you know, the, the learning algorithms <laughs> learning? Um, and, and how do I trust that this is the, you know, that the levers are working properly? You know, because the automation, the machine learning wasn't great when it first started. Yeah. So. Is there anything coming or, or that you're worried about coming that um, maybe keeps you up at night? <laughs> maybe not literally, but sort of the future of where things are going? Yeah. I mean, I see things going towards um, very, very little to no control over keyword iterations. Right. And, you know, we've basically just flipped the script on 
keyword management to a negative strategy, right? So, um, and the other thing I I think about a lot is I, I wonder because we have all these newer channels coming out, social channels mm. like like Snapchat and and TikTok, like. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think those are going away. But I don't know if that if that changes anything from us. I mean, will search still be the basic st- starting point for any campaign? Does it get more into the social now and more the newer social channels? Yeah. Oh, I. That's a really great point. I think absolutely we're seeing diversity of channel management, and I think that that is playing a. You know, it's impacting the way that people work, right? It's you've got people who are now having to manage not just search, um, not just Google and Microsoft advertising, but now. Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, you know, that are under their, their realm a lot of times. So you have people really having to manage multiple challenges, channels, multiple disciplines. And, you know, I think we've, we're seeing search lose majority share in terms of ad spend. And I think that will continue. And I do think another trend, you know, really stood out at Google Marketing Live this year to me was the, the, all of these new campaign formats that Google's pushing. You'll notice that they all automatically extend ad serving across their owned and operated properties. So you've got image or you've got shopping ads now going across YouTube and image search and multiple. And then you've got discover campaigns on uh, discover feed getting monetized. And those also run in Gmail and YouTube. So you think about it from a Facebook side. Yes, you can automatically have your campaigns serve across all of Facebook's O&O properties, right? But you also have control to say, to turn that stuff off or to just have your ads run on Instagram, just have your ads run on Instagram stories. But with these campaign types in Google, it's, it's an all or nothing. And not only that, it's all or nothing with no insights into how each of those channels are performing. And that goes back to Google saying, look, our machine learning knows better than and can can manage better than you better than a person right and so it's trust the algorithms trust the algorithms and we're not going to be we're not even going to give you the insights to see whether or not they should be trustworthy so you're just looking at the top line and this is again a very google thing you're looking at the top line it's the same thing with the responsive search ads like you're looking at the top line of your campaigns your ad groups you're not looking at individual ad performance anymore right so it's a whole different way of evaluating your campaign performance as well. And a whole new way of thinking about the disciplines. Hey, Jenny, thank you so much for joining me today. And listener, thank you for being a part of today's episode. As always, I appreciate you making this part of your podcast routine. I know there's a lot of options out there. So be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know these new episodes. If you haven't yet, leave me a comment in Apple Podcasts or however you are listening. I'd love to hear from you. Reviews and stars are always helpful, and it's helping other people find the podcast. As always, you can find this show on all the major channels. Join the discussion online. Let's talk about even more marketing. You can find me on Twitter today and every day at John W. Ellis. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.